0: Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Well, my name is Andrew. I'm a youth leader here. What's up, guys? Uh, What's popping? Not my color because I don't have one. Also, shout out to the Journey Youth Swag. If you don't have some swag, uh, somebody in the back can direct you to the right place. Uh, I'm rocking the camo, and if you might agree with me, so hot right now. So hot. Oof, wow. Uh, you might agree with me that this is, can you agree with me that this is not fleet farm camo? This is like hipster camo, yeah. right? Yeah, this is cool camo. Yeah,
0: hipster camo.
1: Yeah, hipster camo, that's right. So this is Eric Kerber, and tonight. Hi. Hi, Eric. Eric is an awesome dude. Like. This guy, he does so much to serve the church and youth group, and this guy's awesome. So if you want a role model or someone to look at, look, you know, to be like, follow Jesus, number one. But Eric is serving the Lord so so, um, selflessly, so way to go. So tonight we're going to continue and we're actually going to finalize our, we're going to finish. Uh, for a small word that we can all understand, we're going to finish our series Just Jesus Tonight. Yeah. And Eric and I have decided since we were uh, given uh, the the month of April uh, to share a a message and a series, we're going to cap this off together. So, um, Eric, can you just pray for us before we get started?
0: Yeah, absolutely. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we could come together and worship and connect with you and learn more about you and just overall draw closer to you because that's, that's what we're talking about this whole month is, is how to be just like Jesus, how to be just like you. Um, I pray that you would just give us all something to take away from tonight um, and that we would just be prepared to go out back to school tomorrow and just be, be full of your spirit and just feel connected with you.
1: In Jesus name, amen. 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 Alright, so this is part three of Just Jesus, and tonight, if there's anything I want you to take home, it's that Just Jesus brings life. So, if you're looking for things, remember last week we talked about Just Jesus can save. He's the only one that can save. And this week, I want you to take home that Just Jesus brings life. And that's important because Jesus went to the cross to die, to taste death, so that you and I can experience life, not only now, but for eternity, right? That it's not, he didn't just say, hey, here's a free pass, you can, now you can do whatever you want, but he came to bring new life, to wipe away all the old sin and all the old stuff that is not aligned with his word and his spirit, and to give us new life so that we can walk and live abundantly. So tonight, I want you to uh, put down your phones, for a couple minutes, and I want you to turn around. There's gonna be a Bible behind your uh, seat there. Pull that Bible out, and we're gonna be in Matthew 28. And if you don't have a Bible, uh, Bible. if there's any youth leaders in here, you can grab a Bible for uh, a student. Um, And let's read together. I'll read. Alright, so Matthew twenty-eight verse one. Are we there? Awesome. This is the resurrection. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the Mary and the other Mary went to see the tomb. So there's two Marys. It's like having two AJs or two two Erics, right? And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came back and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and took the chief priests, told the chief priests, all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people. His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. So there's a lot going on, right? Uh, Jesus has come back like he said he was going to do. And this is a big deal. Because the government, the religious uh, order, didn't want him to. Because it meant things were going to change. And so, the first thing that I want you to take away tonight is that when it's Jesus, when when Jesus is, is, is present, and when, when this is about Jesus, there's evidence. So, When Jesus shows up, when that angel shows up to tell us about, hey, this is true, there's an earthquake. That's a big deal. Because when Jesus died, there was also an earthquake. So, what I want you to know, or what I want you to be convinced of, is that when Jesus works and moves, he's gonna show you in an an evidential way he's not just like i mean imagine this what if jesus had died he went to the tomb was raised to life and then all of a sudden he just shows up like he just kind of like walks up whoa i mean that that's awesome but the fact that there was evidence there was a fit the world was physically going whoa there's a lot of power a lot of power just showed back up and so I think it was someone who, who noted in the Psalms, it says that even the rocks cry out. Even if, if we do not cry out, even the rocks will cry out. So the earth was recognizing the power of Jesus. And I think this is powerful because, again, there's a, there's a mark of evidence here. There's an earthquake. There's a physical a reality. Like if there was an earthquake right now, as Eric and I are talking, we would notice that, that, that. That's not something we just kind of brush over, right? It would be
0: on the news for like five days. They didn't <laughs> have that back then, but people know about it. Yeah. It's, it says
1: great, not just little. Mm-hmm. So there's a great earthquake, and the angel shows up, and he's, he looks like lightning. I mean, think of somebody looking like lightning. That's, that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. So there's a sign of something significant that happened. When, Jesus, when it's Jesus... There's going to be evidence. Multiple times in verse 5, so if you still have your Bibles open, multiple times, they're told not to be afraid. Can you imagine if somebody in our midst was like, hey guys, I'm going to die. There's been thousands of prophecies uh, about you know, me, and, and I'm the son of God, and I'm going to die, and, and in three days I'm going to come back to life. Imagine if this was like one of us in the room. We'd be freaking out. This would be terrifying. (laughs) This would be terrifying, right? So there's a reason that the angel comes back and he says, do not be afraid. And when Jesus sees his disciples again, he says, do not be afraid. Because you and I would be afraid too, right? We would experience a level of fear because this is true and this is powerful. Now, the third thing under this, uh, and Dame, if you would mind uh, switching to that slide, when it's Jesus, it's Jesus, there's evidence. The church leaders they were mad. They were they were not happy with this, and so they paid the guards to tell a lie. So, have you ever paid someone to tell a lie for something that didn't happen? No. Like if something happens that's going to incriminate you, you know, let's say you're not going to... Okay, let me... Let me if, would you pay someone to pass a test for you? Not saying that you have ever done this, but I've heard of people who will pay other people to take tests for them because they know that they're going to fail. Now, why would I pay AJ to pass a test for me, uh, let's say, in math or communications or history when I'm fairly, I feel very, fairly confident at taking my math test, right? No! These guys knew that they were in trouble and that's why they paid off these guys to tell a lie. Because if they didn't, they, they were fearful, they were also afraid of what was going to happen because of this. So, what does this mean? If this story is true, it changes everything. This story is the most important news that you've ever heard, more important than whatever, you know, the Kardashians are wearing or whatever the president has done in the last few minutes. <laughs> this is the most important thing that you have ever heard. Okay? Because it means that you're no longer you're no longer sent or your end is for death. It is for life. And that you can have grace and eternal life. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, one thing, this is kind of cool. So, under this idea that when, G- when it's Jesus, there's evidence. You know, the Bible gives us evidence for Jesus and his existence. But, did you know that historic, historical records actually give evidence for Jesus too? So, there was a number of historians who were not Christian they were Romans uh, and various figures in in the days, in the years following. So this is like within the within 100 years of, or rather 50 to 100 years of Jesus living on the earth, right? These guys are alive. It's like something happening in the 1960s and your parents are like, oh yeah, I remember when Ronald Reagan was the president or JFK got shot, right? There are people in our midst who experienced these things. Same thing. So, man named uh, Tac- Tac- uh, Tis, uh Josephus, Tal- the Talmud, uh, Lucian, Pliny, all of these uh, historians and, and books record Jesus dying, that he did miracles, that when he died, it was on Passover, just like the Bible says, uh, that he was resurrected, and that there were claims that he was the Christ and that he claimed he was the Christ. So they were recording that there's a group of believers who believe that this guy is Jesus, that he, or that Jesus is the Christ, that he's God. Now, that's really important because you and I, we live in a time when we kind of, we, we want facts, right? You're like, I don't believe that if I just read it on the internet because that could be not true, right? I'm going to research that. Because anybody can say anything. You can pop on your Instagram, and you can just tell everybody that a uh, purple giraffe, you know, showed up in Delano. And that's not true unless somebody's got evidence, physical evidence. So I want you to think about, are we listening to God? Are we listening to the evidence that he's given us? Um, the Bible is very clear about who Jesus was and what his claims were. Historical evidence gives us basis to believe in Jesus, that he was real, he walked the earth just like you and me, that he was the son of God, that his claims were true, that the prophecies about him, they were fulfilled, and that this means eternal life for us. We can put everything we got, all of our hope on Jesus. This is a big deal. Right? Because if there was one, we don't like to believe things that are not true. Right? So this is important. So I want to ask you, are you considering the evidence for Jesus? And, and note in, in Scripture, it says that even his disciples had doubts. He came to them and he was like, I'm here, I'm back. And they're like, even, even some of them doubted. So I think there's a lot of space for doubt. If you if you're having trouble be- believing the claims of Jesus, there's space for that. And just ask Jesus. Jesus, I want to I want to believe that you're real, just like Thomas did. Jesus, I want to believe, but I want to see. Show me. And Jesus showed him. Point number 2, when Jesus, when it's Jesus, when Jesus when we it's are Jesus. changed. When Jesus does something, it to- turns our whole world upside down. Like there, you, Can you think of like a moment when you've had with Jesus, and it's like, just like, uh, like that moment in Star Wars. I just watched Star Wars uh, The Last Jedi last night, and there's that moment when it's like this collision of, I don't know, Jedi powers, and it's just like, and it's just silent for like, 15 seconds right just changed everything and like the whole war changes and all this stuff when jesus does something it's like that it's like whoa it turns my world upside down like everything shifts and so jesus does something in three days that all of humanity could try to do for eternity and never accomplish jesus did that in three days isn't that amazing? Like, we could work and work and work and work and try to be perfect and, like, come up together and be like, okay, fam, we're going to work together and we're not going to hurt each other and we're going to treat each other nice. We're not going to sin, not going to even th- think any bad thoughts and we're going to try to be perfect and, you know, create salvation for us. Nope, never going to happen. Jesus comes and does it in three days. So when Jesus shows up on the scene, We change. He makes the broken whole. He makes the struggling strong. He makes the depressed delivered. Sickness has to go. We're healed. When we're addicted, he shows up and makes us free. When we're hopeless, he gives us hope. When we're full of sin, he makes us saints. I mean, come on, somebody. Give, Give him some thank you. Like, thank you, Jesus, that you have showed up and you've changed me. And too many people, they they hear the story and they're not changed. They're like, oh, I like that story. That's cool. Hope, redemption, grace. But, eh, son of God, I don't know if I can believe that. But just just like those Pharisees, they knew that Jesus claimed to be the son of God. They knew that he had come back to life. They knew this was reality. But they rejected him. They said, no, we don't want to believe that. We're going to pay off some guys to spread a lie. They knew, they knew it was true. Do you think the Pharisees were like, oh, we don't believe? This is crazy. At this point, even the Roman guards, remember last week? They turned up and they were like, truly, this was the Son of God. Because there was an earthquake and everything shifted. It's like that move in Star Wars, or that, that moment in Star Wars, The Last Jedi, where it's just. I know I already said that, but it's a great moment. <laughs> it's worth noting. you got to watch it. It's like, whoa, this moment where just the whole universe recognizes that something profound happened. Eric, can you take the next point?
0: Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important to, to note, because I'm, I'm going to elaborate on what Andrew said a little bit more, but the fact that when they, they paid off these people, it's like it might... Like, when I, whenever I read through this story, I kind of gloss over that fact. Like, oh, they, they gave some guys some money just, just because they didn't want to believe. But that is, like, actually, like, that's really crazy. That's as if, like, Michael and Anna, for the past three years, they were youth pastors, taught you something wrong. And then you found out the truth and were, like, actually, like, yeah, you, you guys are wrong. Everything you taught us was crap. Like, we're, we're not going to believe that. And they're, like, yeah, here's actually, like, $500,000 and we're just going to, like, keep doing that. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, that... Like, that is what's happening. Because Jesus was in ministry for three years. So, like, the same, same time frame they were at. Like, that's how crazy that is. It's like, over that time, after spreading all that truth, people still refused it. And they, they thought they could cover it up. But obviously, that didn't completely work. Because we're here today, and the, the disciples still went on. And, and we know the truth. Um, but when, when it's Jesus, we can't help but share about it. We're, we're changed. And... The end of this chapter, the end of Jesus' story, it ends with something we call the, the Great Commission, where Jesus is telling us, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize all the nations, make them disciples. That's what he's talking about. And the three or four main points that we can take away from that two verses at the end of Matthew that we just read is that Jesus is going before you. He, he says he's with us to the end of the age. He's with us. So he's going before us. He has a mission for us. He's telling us to go into all the world. And that applies to everywhere, including, including downtown Delano. That's still part of the world. You might think, oh, I got to go to another country. I got to do crazy stuff. But it's, it's anywhere in the world. So anywhere you go, that's where Jesus is calling you to go. And Jesus has commandments for us. He's not only telling us to go, but he's telling us to... Baptize people, he's telling us to make disciples. He's telling us to grow his church, essentially. And he's not only going before us, but he's he's with us, because that's that's the crazy thing about God. He's he's omnipresent, he's everywhere at once. So like because that, that's like easy to lose track of like, wait, how can he go before me but also be with me at the same time? But he's he's got it covered. He's he's you know powerful enough to cause a huge earthquake just because he wakes up <laughs> so it's all it's all covered. Um and when he is with us, there's nothing that can stand against us. Yeah. The whole, the whole Ro- Roman government, the church that wanted to spread lies, they had serious power and obviously serious money to, to pay people off. But his story ca- still came through. We still know the truth. Like, not even the government could stop the truth from spreading. There's, there's nothing that can stand against us when we have Jesus. And the mission that Jesus gives us can utilize any one of you. You might think like, I don't have the skills to go, I'm not prepared, I'm not as good as somebody else. And I kinda touched on this uh, three weeks ago now, so I, I won't repeat it a ton, but all of you guys have specific skills that make you valued differently than someone else. Because Jesus calls us to go, but we still have the choice of free will of how we're gonna go. He's telling us to reach people, but he's given us specific skills to reach people Maybe different than someone else. Maybe very different than someone else. But as long as you know in your heart that you're called to go, you can take the gifts that he has given you and your skills and your passions and use that to go with you. Because Jesus is with us no matter what the circumstances.
1: Yeah. So we tell others about Jesus because of what he did. Like, we don't have to... Jesus can do the do the work he went to the cross like in some sense he doesn't need us but he wants us he doesn't need us to go toil and work really hard and like uh you know like we don't need we don't need to like bear this burden he bore the burden and he did the work and he set us free and he loves you he loves you guys so we don't need to feel like, oh man, I got to tell my friends and I got to like fit this into my schedule. No, like when Jesus shows up, he changes everything. And then you're like, whoa, I got to tell my friends because my life is totally changed. And I don't know about you, but sometimes there's been times when I don't really know is Jesus like changed me, right? Because I'm kind of holding on to sin and I'm holding on to stuff that I really shouldn't. And I would just encourage you, like, if there's something that you're just struggling with, if you got some doubts, if you have stuff that you don't want to do with, Jesus can handle that. Because he came back and his own disciples were like, whoa, we have doubts. And there were people who, the Marys that we talked about, they were, they had demons, like they were, they were prostitutes, they were sinners. But they're the first ones that Jesus reveals himself to. He can reveal himself to you. And he can use you. And so we tell other people about Jesus because of what he did and how much he loves you, how much he loves me, right? Mm-hmm. It's not because of, it's some sort of order. Mm-hmm. But the four things you need to know, just like Eric said, Jesus goes before you. He goes before you. He goes into your school before you. His Holy Spirit is here working on the earth to convince us that he is alive isn't that amazing that he left, but he left his Holy Spirit with us? I mean, that's wild. That's radical. Mm-hmm. He has a mission for you. So Jesus has a mission for you. But this is not like a, hey, Josie, you got to do this thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I did this work in you, and now you have, you have passion and purpose Because our world is all, they're all messed up. They're trying to find their passion and purpose in stuff and sex and money and position and being successful, whatever it is. They're being a social media star, right? Mm -hmm. Being a YouTuber, I'm going to be awesome and famous. Like, no, we're awesome and famous before God. And that's what really matters. Amen. Amen. Jesus has commandments for you. I want to drill this home. Jesus has, has commandments. He said, go and t- make disciples of all the nations and, and help them to follow, my commandments. to follow my commandments. There's things that we, we can't just be like, oh, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for going to the cross, grace, mm. but not follow his commandments because that's not following him and it's not loving him. You're actually loving yourself if you're not following Jesus and what he said. Just so, like if I was like, "Hey, Eric, I, you know, I love you, man, but then I like totally did never I like I never listened to anything that he asked me to do." <laughs> right? If I was like, "Yeah, man, I love you. You're great, but I'm not going to listen to you." I want to challenge you that in our culture today, in your generation, there's a move of, hey, that's great for you. That's awesome. I'll love Jesus, but I still want to do what I want to do. And I'm here to tell you that that's not Jesus. That's not biblical. That's not the gospel. When Jesus shows up, he changes everything. He starts to change our behavior. He he loves us even despite our behavior. But if he is working in you, he's going to change your behavior. Final thing that you need to know is Jesus is with you. This is powerful. This is powerful. Jesus didn't come up, you know, come and show up and and, and and do this amazing work and then leave and then be like, all right, fam, I'll be back in some time. Believe because I said so. He gave us evidence, but he's also with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. He's inside of you. Right? When you receive Jesus, he actually comes and dwells in you. Now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. No longer is it a building like in Old Testament times or like when Jesus was walking the earth. Now he is actually dwelling in you. So this is massive. But I just want to end tonight, end this, this, uh, this study. Just I just want to spend some time in prayer. Just a couple minutes in prayer before we all dismiss and go home. just want to pray that the Lord would just speak to us, that he'd be with us, that, that he would compel us, that he'd do that work in us like he did 2,000 years ago, that he'd do that work again in us. He'd wipe all that sin away, and he'd set us up. He's called each one of you. You're called, and you're chosen, and you're free. You're children of God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that tonight? Amen. Yeah, you're children of God and you have a mission. So wherever it is right now, if it's in 8th grade or ninth grade or 11th grade or getting off to college or whatever it is that God has called you to do, right now you're here in Delano and he has given you a mission. He's given you a, a calling to love him and to tell other people about his love and to help, help them follow Him, follow Jesus and for you to also follow his commandments. So Jesus, we love you. We love you Jesus. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the cross. We thankful. We're thankful that you came and you died and you rose again. That it's in your name that we are saved, not by our own works, but just by your name, Lord. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for grace. Lord, and we want to follow you with our whole lives, our whole hearts. Just like Abby said during worship, Lord, that we'd give every piece of our heart, every piece of our life over to you. Lord, we don't want to have our own corner where we, where we hide out, where we, where we don't let you in, Lord. We want, the, we want to give you the whole thing because that's what you asked. You asked for the whole thing. In return, you give us new life. You give us eternity with you. Our destiny is no longer death, but it's life. And you've, came, you've come to change our world and heal people and set them free. And we want to be empowered to go forth as your disciples. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this room now. Just speak to us. Commission us to go out. Go back to our home. Go back to our school. Go back to our workplace. And love people. Love people like you would, Lord. Tell them about your gospel. Tell them about your love. Tell them about what you said. How you, how, all the commandments that you gave us, Lord. We want to follow you. We want to be a radical generation. A, a, a generation that is all in for you. All in for Jesus. We don't want to be just wearing t-shirts, Lord. But not living it out. We don't want to. We don't wear it on our sleeve, but not actually do it. We don't want to say it, but not actually do it. Jesus, we love you. It's because you loved us that we get to love you in return. So tonight, God, send us out. Even as we go home, would you speak to us through your word, through your Holy Spirit? would we learn to know the height and the depth of how great and wonderful and merciful you are and the love of God. We, we, we are just so overwhelmed by you. Thank you for Journey youth, God. We ask for a blessing on, on this place, on this group of students, Lord. We ask for multiplication. Just like with the disciples, they multiplied, Lord. We ask for multiplication here. Help us to tell our friends. Help us to go out and just be so excited about what you're doing that we can't help but tell others. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming to Journey Youth. You are loved. You are awesome. And we are just so excited that you're here. Hang out. Play some games. Chill. Whatever you gotta do. Get some snacks. Check out the swag at the back. Um, If you have any questions about getting baptized this Sunday, go talk to Pastor Michael, and we will see you next week, 645.